Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us. We've got a lot of stuff going. Let me introduce the folks who are joining us. Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys. And you can reach Kevin and his crew to help you close your loan at 895-9900. And actually, Kevin's into more than just closing loans. We're going to talk about exchanges in just a little bit from a question that we've got. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They have been ranked now seven years in a row as the number one home team inspection service in the country and hopefully going for eight. And you can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Also joining us, a special guest, Caroline Westfall, who is with Save a Tree, tree, shrubs, and lawn care and in our COVID shows where we get emails, we have an email that actually involves uh, need of help from Caroline. We'll uh, talk to her and get that question in, in just a moment. First, welcome to all of you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Let's start with the news. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. With the housing industry at uh, all-time low, the inventory all-time low, contract signings decreased 5.7% month over month last month, in uh, actually in January the third consecutive month for a drop, waiting to see what February's numbers are. The National Association of Realtors uh, is reporting that. Mortgage demand stalled last week as interest rates hit a multi-year high, but that will likely change quickly. Rates are now falling fast due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The American home is getting larger. The pandemic has prompted more homeowners to want space and to spread out. Are you finding that, Brad, as you do inspections? Yeah. Bigger homes? The size of our home, the average size is now 14% larger than it was just two years ago. Wow. wow. And many are encouraged to, to buy bigger households as more people live under one roof, families and kids moving back. That has led to an increase in the size of a new single-family homes. By the way, the average square foot for new single-family homes nationwide is 2,561 square feet. That was as of the fourth quarter of last year. And finally, to this one's for my fellow realtor compadres out there listening, for top commercial office transactions in 2021, the top one is out, topping the list, the sale of the building in Cambridge, Massachusetts. The property seller was Brookfield Properties. The buyer was Biomed Realtor, and they paid $3.4 billion, that's with a B, billion for the property. Not sure what the commission was for that one, folks, but for the fellow real estate agents, even if it was just 1% commission, that's a $34 million commission check. So let's move over to our uh, <laughs> questions. If you would like to see what we're doing and, uh, and review the answers, go to louisvilleanswers.com. That's louisvilleanswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel. You'll see that there. We start with uh, Caroline, and uh, she's got to go to a meeting, so even this early in the morning on Sunday. Liam writes in, he owns a home in the Highlands, wrote us about several trees that are on his property, apparently branches fallen in the past couple of weeks with the winds and the storms. And he's wondering, is that a sign the trees are dying or is it just wind damage? Um, that's a very good question. Question. Um, I will first start out by saying it could be one of several things. Um, trees, like anything else uh, in a home, need um, maintenance and regular maintenance of pruning and um, 
uh, perhaps uh, some plant health care will help keep the trees healthy. If they're healthy, they're less prone to break out in storms. Um, if they're maintained properly, pruned properly. Um, but no one can predict when we're going to get a straight line wind. Um, and that's a, a good reason to have a, a certified arborist to come out and do an inspection and give you some suggestions and ideas about what might um work for you. Carolyn, what's the cost for listeners right now who are wondering, listen, I may want to think about getting an arborist. Now, what's the average cost? Usually um, the initial cost uh, for, uh, is it, it, there is no charge for the initial visit. Um, yes. If you if, if we're just looking at one or two, um, you know, the average homeowner's um, property, a couple of trees. Um, if there's something that's more involved, um, the, the cost usually runs around $100 an hour. Gotcha. If you want to reach Caroline, because uh, I know she's got to go to her appointment, 244-8770. Liam, if you want to give her a call, I'm sure she can help you. 244-8770. Caroline, we'll let you get on to the appointment, and we thank you for joining us. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Look forward to hearing from your um, Audience. You got it, kiddo. Thank you. All righty. Moving on, we've got questions from, uh, let's start with, for Kevin, Tommy uh, writes in, he says he owns several rental properties and he's thinking it's time for a 1031 exchange. So Kevin, quickly, how, what is a 1031 exchange? Sure, what a 1031 exchange is, uh, and I was mentioning that I think statistic I saw this morning was home prices in the country went up 19% in one year. So a lot of people like your, your, your uh, client that called in, uh, they have quite a bit of gain in their property and they like to cash out. The concern with that is when you cash out, you have capital gains tax. And you mentioned these were rental properties, capital gains tax, depending upon your own income levels and could run 20, 25% state and federal. So what a 1031 exchange does is say that Bob owned the, say a two bedroom condo as a rental for 200,000. It's now gone up to 400,000. Roughly speaking, you have about $200,000 worth of gain and he'd have to pay $50,000 of federal and state capital gains tax. What a 1031 exchange does, you roll the proceeds of that transaction into essentially what's an escrow account, and you hold that money in escrow. Well, you don't, but a third party and our company can provide that service for you as well. But the escrow agent holds the funds for you, and you have 45 days to identify replacement property, and then you have 180 days to close on it. Hmm. So we've had a lot of people just like your client that called in that has the same situation. I want to sell out some of my real estate. I don't want to pay taxes. So we set them up with a 1031 exchange. But then the problem is they call Bob Sikola and say, Bob, can you show me some rental properties in Louisville, Kentucky? I've got 45 days to get some identified and under contract. And your response would be? Uh, we got to try to find some because there are not that many out there right now. Yeah. Good. So you have to have a little bit of planning so that you time this so that when you close on the sell of one, that Bob or whichever agent is helping you has a couple other prospects yeah. because we have a lot of people that go through, we put the money in the escrow account and they cannot find anything in the way of replacement property. Mm. A lot of times they'll go to a Florida condo because it's kind of a safe play. But if you've ever dealt with any real estate in the last couple of years in Florida, it's worse than here. In so terms of lack do, of, yeah, I got you. Right. Lack of inventory. Uh, you have to be able to move extremely fast. You better have cash. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier how the market, uh, anything that comes on the market is gobbled up so quickly. So we, we do provide the service so that people don't have to pay the capital gains tax, but they do have to roll it over into an, another investment 
piece of real estate. And the hard part is if you call Bob's to go and say, 45 days, find me a property, good price, good condition. Bob might have a little difficulty doing that. Yeah, that could be a problem. So, all right. And again, we'll give Kevin's number out in a bit, Tommy, but anybody who's thinking or wants more information, that's one of uh, Kevin's specialties. So certainly um, he's the guy to talk to. Moving over to Brad, Isabella is writing us over our email since we're in a COVID Zoom show. Though you send us an email with uh, the subject line uh, radio question and then the question in the body of the email. Isabella says she lives in Crescent Hills. Ever since she bought her home five years ago, the water pressure has been low. She says if her husband is in the shower and she starts a washing with a washing machine, the water in her husband's shower gets very cold and the pressure is reduced. So she's wondering what she can do to fix the problem for the water pressure. So, Brad, let's start with the premise because yeah. she's not alone. I'm sure there are a lot of homes, right. including yeah. mine. The water pressure may be subject to a problem. Where do we start? All right. So you start first in your neighborhood. Um, I live in an area that for the first 15 years I was here, uh, we had very low water pressure until they put in a new uh, lift station, pump, and uh, water tank, uh, water tower. So the, you, you could just have, you could be in a low pressure area, a low pressure neighborhood, and there's not, not much you can do there. There's just not enough volume. But if you're in a home, uh, particularly, you know, Crescent Hills area, that, you know, depending on the age of the home, you may have, um, you know, I'm not saying she does, but she may have galvanized pipe. The galvanized pipe may be uh, corroding, uh, lead pipe and galvanized pipe will corrode and as the pipe corrodes the, you kind of get this gummy sludge that's inside of it and it will constrict water flow so that could be one of the issues you could have an issue that a valve you know sometimes we'll have plumbers come out uh, they'll close the valve off uh, the main water shutoff valve they'll cut those off to do work and then when they open them up they don't open them up the, all the way uh, and so that causes then low pressure in the house. So it sounds like it's something that's been uh, in her house the entire time. And, you know, the, the trick in a, in a house that you just can't get any more water pressure in there, assuming that there's not a pressure regulator valve uh, there that's, that's either gone bad or it's been, uh, it's just out of adjustment. Really, the, the trick in those low pressure homes is you have to do one appliance at a time. You can't have a dishwasher running while your washing machine is running. You can't take a shower while any appliance is running. So, yeah, contact a plumber. Plumber can really identify if there's an issue with a valve, maybe that's corroded, maybe there's a, a, a pinhole leak somewhere that they're not aware of, particularly, you know, copper lines will do that, um, or it may just be, you know, sludged up you know, galvanized pipe uh, may just, you know, those are relatively easy fixes for a plumber. They're not particularly expensive if they can, if they can isolate it to a, to a certain area of the house. It's not like you have to, you know, replumb the entire house, uh, but you can correct those. But yeah, the plumber would be the uh, first place to start on that one. Got it. By the way, with, we felt the same problem in my house and the, the big, I love high water pressure for a shower. Mm -hmm. And so there are uh, shower heads that are much higher pressure. I don't know how they do it, but there's a, bit, a much better pressure. I don't know if you've had that problem, but yeah. it, they're solvable. Well, and the other thing is, is that they, in these shower heads, what they're doing is they're putting a small plastic valve in there to restrict the water flow. Uh. So you get a low flow and you can e actually easily pop pop the uh, little plastic piece out and it takes the uh, restriction off of it and gives you better pressure there too. Yeah. If, if you've got a problem with the shower head, folks, send me an email and I'll look at the one I, the, I'll take a picture of it and I'll send yeah. it to you, the one I have so you can, can use it for yourself. Incidentally, we now have five 
ways to help you sell your home. And they're just about guaranteed to help you find your next home to, uh, to get more information and get me online to get out there to see you go to bobsellmyhome.com or sellmyhomebob.com. Fill out the form and I'll give you a call this past week. We closed a fairly large home um, that was on the market with another agent who couldn't get the job done. It was just not aggressive enough in marketing. We got that closed uh, and sold in a matter of weeks. So we're having really good success when we're able to get homes. There's just so many buyers out there and not enough homes. So let's go back over to Kevin. Rachel living in a condo here in Louisville, and she writes in that the neighbor to the side of her makes a whole lot of noise at night. She says she's asked the neighbor politely to stop, but so far, no luck. She's contacted the condo association and they've been reluctant to do anything. So Kevin, legally, what are her options at this point if the neighbor in the condo won't uh, help her get some sleep? Rather limited. I was going to mention before, before you mentioned it, that the association that uh, um, basically governs the condominium complex that she lives in is the best and first choice to go to. And, you know, usually putting a little bit of pressure on them because they, they have the, the authorization and have the authority to actually try to curtail it. If you go to the public route, it's a, a private nuisance, I guess, would be the type of allegations you would make. Mm-hmm. It's just very difficult. You have walls and certain condominiums are just so thin that the noise comes through and you may have a particular sensitivity that most other people do not to your neighbor's noise. It's just very hard and very difficult. Uh, so you can also go to Louisville Metro and, and make a complaint. But I think the best approach is to go back and make yourself a bit of a nuisance to the condo association and just to see if they can deal with it. Not to the neighbor, but to the condo association. So it takes it out of your hands. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, that's a good yes. idea. We're going to take a break. When we come back, if you've got dirty carpets, let's face it, going in and out with the ice and the rain and the <clears throat> snow, the carpets may be dirty. We've got some um, some top cleaners in the area, different types, both doing it yourself and uh, having it done for you. With us, as we take a break, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, and you can reach Kevin and his crew, including uh, the 1031 exchanges. Kevin can help you with that. 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son Greg is actually off uh, today as he's out on a skiing vacation at the moment, but he's back tonight. And then you can reach me, Bob Sekolder, anytime, because we would really love to help you figure out a path to put your home on the market and sell it, as well as help you find a home with the 12 plus agents that I've got. You can reach me at 376 5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Pitt 
and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sokolar. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, and we are continuing with the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're here with you until the top of the hour with us. We've got some great people. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Also, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. You can reach me to come on out free of charge, no obligation. We come out, talk about what the process is, what the prices are, how much you can get for your home and how quickly it can sell. You can reach me at 376-5483. Or you can go to bobsellmyhome.com or sellmyhomebob.com. Either of those will work. And then we thank Barbara Corcoran for uh, her endorsement and friendship of Shark Tank frame, uh, fame. She, she does a great job there and certainly love the fact that she has, um, has been there so long and doing such a great job. So, guys, dirty carpets. I think we all can say that male Kevin's saying no, no dirty carpet. I've got dirty uh, carpets. I, I want to come home tonight, Bob. It's yeah. my, my, my carpets are perfectly clean. Yeah, it's that's a, true. The house is immaculate, you know. Yeah, you're on the you're skiing as well. Anyway, <laughs> if you do, if you do, carpet cleaner rentals are available from a local home improvement store. Now they did there's a couple of companies that did some surveys to see which ones are the best ones to rent. The best overall is Rug Doctor, the runner-up Bissell Rental. The Rug Doctor locations include Home Depot, Walmart, uh, Ace uh, Hardware, Dollar General. The uh, X3 Rug Doctor, not that that means anything to you, but it has a larger tank, 3.9 gallons, which will allow you to do more carpet cleaning. And then if you are thinking, okay, maybe maybe I don't want to do it myself. Maybe I'd like to have somebody do it for me. There are a variety of companies, and Stanley Stever and Coit come to the top of the list. They're not sponsors. I'm just telling you from personal experience. But if you're doing that, ask and look for discounts. If they got any discounts, and if they do, what are they, and what type of coupons can you use to get a deal uh, when they come out and, um, and shampoo your carpets? Most of the time, they come out free of charge, most of the time, 
to look at your carpets and give you an estimate. You can do one room, you can do five more rooms, whatever, and see if they give you a discount for multi-rooms. Hopefully that will help you, especially as we get into the warmer weather. How about this past weekend, this past weekend and past week, phenomenal temperatures, just amazing. Over to the questions again, Paris, Brad, sent us an email with the following question. She's owned a home for five years, had it inspected originally when she purchased it, and there were few, if any, problems. She's now selling the home, has a contract on the house, but the buyer's inspector found a variety of problems that appear to have been pre-existing before she bought the house. So she's wondering, can she go back and sue her original inspector who may have missed these problems? Uh, well, in the state of Kentucky, I would tell you no. Uh, there's a there's a 12-month limit on that. We'll let the attorneys talk more about it, but the agreement is 12 months. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, though, to contact um, the original inspector to ask questions because I, one of the things that we find a lot of is that the second inspection that was just done, yeah. um, there might have been some challenges with that inspection too. Um, we've we've been pulled into a few situations uh, where we've inspected homes and other inspectors have inspected homes for different buyers and they miss things. We got involved in. Uh, we had to go in as a as a witness uh, for another. Uh, buyer because they ended up getting a copy of our inspection report and there were things that we had reported on that the inspector that she hired had not caught on and it ended up going into an arbitration that we got we got pulled into to uh, to uh, provide some expert witness uh, testimony about what we saw so uh, what I'm saying there is not all inspectors are created equally so Mm -hmm. I think that it may uh, benefit them just having a conversation with that original inspector so that there can be some context that's put on it but yeah as far as suing them uh, for things that are missed I I I don't know what uh, what avenues would be would be available to him I'm watching Kevin's face he's got lots of raised (laughs) eyebrows so I'm sure Kevin wants to jump in and, and make some comments on that Kev, go ahead. Well, actually, Brad and I were talking. I've got a, a friend that had a, just the same situation that we're talking about. Home inspection, actually, a brand new home, probably, I think it was about 10 years ago, and yeah. a fairly significant item that was missed by the home inspector. Yeah. So this is real life. We had that long discussion about it, but usually the contracts give you a very limited window to go against the home inspector, and usually also there's a clause of arbitration, which uh, the courts in Kentucky will, which is usually a retired judge. It's a more expedited process, a little less costly to go through. But there's, Brad, everyone's licensed in Kentucky, but all home inspectors are not equal. There's a certain reasonable care. You know, Brad may be at the very top, and there may be someone else who's adequate, but not at his standard. But basically, you'd have to prove some type of malpractice on the part of the home inspector. And I, I know Brad and some of his colleagues, you never like to go to an arbitration and say, you know, this home inspector did not perform the services within a reasonable, uh, uh, oper- a reasonable standard with the industry, and that's usually what uh, would apply. Uh, but usually, look at the contract, talk to the home inspector, try to see that avenue first. But there are some situations that people just didn't do their job, and uh, sometimes you have to talk to an attorney. Like I said, to go to arbitration, you get a chance to say your case to the arbiter. You may win, you may not, but. Uh, there is a pretty wide window as to the level of care that a home inspector that, that, that determined to be adequate. Got it. Moving on, by the way, if you want to sign up for our na- latest, newest newsletter, it's free and no obligation. Go to we love louisville.com 
we love louisville.com and sign up for it this question actually goes to um both you guys ava is planning on selling her home this year and an agent she interviewed to list the house found several cracks near windows and door frames the agent could not tell her whether to get the cracks repaired or not but expressed concern that if she had the repairs done she would have to write about them in the disclosure and she's wondering is that necessary so let's start with the inspection standpoint cracks around windows door frames are you going to write that up if you see it on this we, we probably will um, those are indications typically of something moving but there's going to be other clues that we're looking for just because i see something inside doesn't necessarily mean that something's moving i'm going to be looking for a crack outside in a similar place are there is there evidence that things are, are really moving or was this just a bad drywall job around a window or a door i mean those those happen so i think we got to look at the, the the full picture not just one little uh one little area of it um to determine you know what's really going on there because it may just be very very cosmetic or it may be an indication that uh that there's some sort of a structural issue uh looming so kevin this moves now into her the ava's specific question can she have those cracks repaired? And if she does, based on the agent she interviewed, does she need to disclose those when she fills out the disclosure from a legal standpoint? Well, I guess my concern is that what we were suggesting that sometimes it's evidence that there may be a latent defect in the property, meaning a structural issue. And if you make an effort to basically um, make cosmetic repairs to it, put a little spackling, put a paint over it. You may be subjecting yourself to a claim later from the buyer that you try to conceal a late defect, like a structural issue with the house. There was a crack and you concealed it. Uh, I think it's best to, whether or not to disclose that, is it a repair? I, I just think the best thing to do is just disclose it, especially in this market. Uh, the fact that you had a professional come in, they looked at it, they did the repair, here's the receipt. Uh, that would tend to protect you against later claims that somehow you were trying to patch something that would have otherwise alerted a buyer that there perhaps may have been a structural issue with the home. And those are some pretty, sometimes very expensive claims. So and I'm not sure if that's what they're relating to. No, I think you're, you hit it right on the head there. But specifically in, reve in, in revealing that in the disclosure, this is the, the crux of it, I think. What it comes down to is the wording that you use in the disclosure because if you say small cracks covered up with, uh, not covered up, but uh, spackled and painted over, that's one thing. But if you say something else that leads the buyer to believe that there might have been something more at uh, uh, problematic, maybe that's something you need to be concerned about. So any suggestions from an attorney on this, Kevin, on what to say I, and how to say I it? Think, I think you have to be very cautious, but what you'd have to guard against is the perspective that a buyer later finds a structural problem. Mm -hmm. And then even whether you were aware of it or not, the fact that you tried to conceal that and did not put that in the disclosure would tend to be some evidence fairly strong that whether you knew about it or not, that the presumption would be that you did and you try to cover it up. Good so advice. I'm okay. always just be upfront and honest and have an inspector come in and take a look at the home. Yeah. You can sleep well at night and not have to worry about something coming back on you. You are Correct. absolutely right. Final question. Melissa listens to our show on a regular basis, heard us talk about Federal Pacific panels and the problems they can cause. She's wondering, are there any other electrical panels that she should be watching out for when she goes to buy her first home? This is a really good question because we talk about Federal Pacific. Anything else that we should be on the alert for? 
The other one in this area is a panel called a Zinsco panel. Oh. Uh, you don't see those very often. They're they're Federal Pacific, the FPE or the Stablock, whatever you want to call them today. They, you see those regularly. I mean, there's probably tens of thousands of those still around Louisville. But the Zinsco panels are out there. I mean, there's there's a handful of them. We'll see one, one, two, three a month maybe uh, during the inspections. But it, it's really the other ones that I would – caution you about are any of those that have the uh, bus type fuses, the kind of uh, screw in fuses mm. that you have, particularly if modifications have been made to those, they're using oversized uh, fuses or they're using nails, pennies. I mean, we've seen all sorts of things in place of the actual fuses because those, those little screw in bus fuses are getting expensive and they're hard to find. So people yeah. just try to bypass by putting nails and other stuff in them, which now you've got a major fire hazard going on. So I would be just as concerned about that type of a, of a, of a, a panel um, out there. And those are still pretty common. Do you still, do you see actual pennies and nails yes. in you? Yes. do. Yes, yes. And then, and you also see them where they put the little adapter so they can screw a larger size oh. um, uh, fuse yeah. into them too. Yes. Folks, mm-hmm. please be careful. This is danger. Danger will rob yeah. you soon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we are out of time. My thanks to Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank attorneys, who gave us some great information about the 1031 exchange, as well as answer our questions. You can reach Kevin, 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They are just great people. Come in as a team, and they can help you get your home looked at, reviewed, and inspected. You can reach Brad and the team at 844-411-TEAM. You can reach me to get out there easy enough. to come out. We talk about what the process is, look at pricing, figure out what the path is. You can reach me on my cell phone anytime, day or night, 376-5483, or if you don't know by now, you can go to bobsellmyhome.com or sellmyhomebob.com. Those two. And remember, we have a 150-plus step uh, guide, free of charge, no obligation, uh, that will help you sell your home faster and for more money. Send an email to bob at com with the words home selling guide in the subject line, and I'll send it out to you. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you all at home for joining us as well. We will see you next Sunday on News Radio 840. WHAS.